time for a bit of round ball football. And sometimes the storylines in sport, well, they're so amazing, you think there's no way a rider could even dream them up. But this is the case for Western United captain and midfielder Chloe Legazzo, who celebrated her return to the Matildas squad with a stoppage time winner against Brisbane Raw last weekend. Legazzo, it's in the back of the net. Composure, leadership, confidence. And that was Legazzo's seventh goal of the season. It keeps Western United in the race for top spot with six games to go. But to national uh, context now, it was, it was less than 12 months ago she missed the home World Cup due to injury. And now there's a chance that Chloe Legazzo could be going to her third Olympics in Paris. And that's if she can impress Tony Gustafsson and his coaching squad during the Matildas training camp, uh, which is on Monday in Doha, ahead of the Olympic qualifiers against Uzbekistan. Uh, Saturday next week, Saturday, February 24, that game's in Tashkent, and then back home in Melbourne on Wednesday. Uh, before jetting out to... Uzbekistan, I had a chat with Chloe Legazzo and asked her how good it feels to be back in the fold for the Matildas. Thanks so much for having me. Um, look, it's amazing to have my name back in the fold. I think it's just um, the gratification that I needed to give me a little bit more of a glimpse and a hope of, you know, seeing some kind of form that I used to be in. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been really, really incredible. So there's that footballing story, but I want to play you this of, of memories of, of the World Cup. So you're a chance of going from <laughs> the, the supporters group to the team. That was last year during the World Cup. Yeah, look, that's incredible. If you could see me, it would be an unbelievable, massive smile on my face. Um, Look, in, in that time in the World Cup, obviously, was probably the most devastating part of my career. But in in the other hand, I had got to have some incredible memories and experiences that I wouldn't have never had before. So, look, I'm, I was really lucky to have everything that I had and um, be in that supporters crew and see kind of the love and the passion that we get from our fans um, on the other side. So what goes through a professional footballer when they realise that they've been crueled by injury, yet... You just want to be a part of the biggest thing that football in this country has ever seen. And you're there just cheering with the fans. How did you, how did you sort of compartmentalise all of that? I think for me it was more the journey and the lead-up to that very moment. I think everything that I have given to the sport was obviously a little edge that allowed us to have that World Cup at home. And for me, I was just happy to play whatever role it was going to be in that World Cup. And at that point in the time, it was a role on the sideline and being able to connect the fans at home to um, the Matildas on the field and give them the insight that I needed to. And I think it was just, you know, an athlete's mindset of, you know, compartmentalising, pushing one thing to the side and getting the job done that I needed to do. So it was a great distraction for me in the World Cup. And, um, yeah, I was really grateful that I got to have all of those experiences that, that I wouldn't have had anyway. Well, it's one way to, to handle the disappointment of injury not allowing you to play. I'll just, uh, while playing you a couple of little things here, Chloe, here's your, your club coach, Catherine Canuli, on your return to the Matildas. I think Chloe's been fantastic this season for Western United. She's really stepped up as not only a leader, but, you know, she's been scoring goals as well. She's been creating goals and opportunities for Western United. And I think 
I think Kat Smith coming in in the turnaround for her when, when that happened as well has really, really helped her. But to see her back in the squad for, for the Matildas, I think it's fantastic. I worked with her within the Women's World Cup as you, Brie, and you know, it was really tough for her to be on the sidelines heartbreaking. And, and heartbreaking to see her um, go through what she went through, you know, watching the girls from the sidelines, to see her work so hard and get through this, you know, really hard time for her and to get back in there. It's a credit to Chloe and, and it's great to see her in good form in our league. Well, there's your club coach. Chloe, you've got a lot of people cheering for you. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm really grateful that I have the people in the corner that I have and um, I'm honoured to be able to have everyone that I've had be on the journey with me and it's been definitely hard on their part. You know, I'm not an easy person to deal with. So, uh, look, I'm grateful for, for every person who's wanted to stick by me through all of these tough times. Chloe Legazzo is with us. She's a part of the Matilda squad, which is heading to Uzbekistan to try and secure their path to the Paris 2024 Olympics. Quentin Hull with you on Grandstand. Now, Michelle Heyman has also been recalled. Um, you've gra had great seasons in, in the Women's A-League. We continue to see the some of the bigger names overseas, but we look at what has been an amazing domestic pipeline. How are you feeling that the standard of, of football is in, in the local competition that you're plying your trade in? Look, I think it's incredible. The standard has obviously increased um, and just goes to show with, you know, Tony bringing in the players that he's brought in and it's just the reward that they need. You know, Michelle's been in incredible form. She's been scoring goals like she's having the best time of her life. So um, for us, it's great to know that the league back here is getting stronger and with a full 22 games, I think that's exactly what the girls needed to be able to finally get into the strides of being the professional athletes that they are. Yeah, and uh, you got to have your 100-game milestone in the A-League sort of recognised when you last played against Michelle. So you, you keep turning up. It, it's a part of your story, Chloe, that uh, whether it's as a, as a supporter, whether it's when you can play, this this undying passion for football, is, I think, is something that we're, we're really enjoying about all the different facets of your story. Yeah, look, I mean, I've loved football since, I think, the day... I was introduced to it um, at five years old and I think that passion and that love for the sport, I think it's given me so much and I just can't give it enough love and, and nurture and um, everything that I can possibly can. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know, growing up, it was just something that shaped me to be the person that I am and I'm so grateful for everything that it's given to me. So why can't I give as much as I can? So let's get to the football part of it. And the, the big question is how do the Matildas look without Sam Kerr? And we're getting a, a good test of that in the next couple of games. So structurally and from a leadership point of view, what are you expecting? Look, I think the girls did tremendous job um, during the World Cup with, with Sam on the sideline, but obviously Sam giving the guidance that they need. And I think having her not in the team is obviously going to be a massive disappointment for us but I think the tremendous effort that Steph Catley has put in to lead the girls during the World Cup and all the people that stepped up during that time when Sam was injured um look I'm 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 not worried about the team I think we've got so many senior players in it to be able to lift it up and and do what we need to do and I think this is the time for us to be able to get a medal Uzbekistan seems a long way away for us here in Australia uh, what do you know about their football what are you expecting in this tie Look, we don't really we don't really know much about them. Uh, we've only played them once, and that was in two thousand and seven. And for us, 
um, look, going into this camp, it's going to be about us and how we can um, get back into the shape that we need to and bringing in some new players and players who haven't been in the team for a really long time. It's about bringing everyone together and understanding the same game plan and kind of going with the first game and then learning from the first game and, and really honing in for the second game. Chloe Legazzo from the Matildas is with us now. Now, Chloe, you know what it means when I ask you, how does it feel to be a Matilda? But to the next level of that, Olympian. When I say the term Olympian, what goes through you? Look, I mean, becoming an Olympian is a, a life goal of a lot of athletes, if not every single athlete. It's the highest, um, I think, it's the highest point you can get into your career. It's the best of the best. And I've been lucky enough that I've been to two Olympics. And I think if I was afforded an opportunity to go to a third one, I'd be doing everything that I possibly can to be um, in the best shape of my life. And I think with all the other opportunities that we've had from the Olympics, I think this is the right time for us to be, be able to really be successful and really be able to do Australia proud. And you know of the so close yet so far stories with the Olympic team, where we got a bit of that at the World Cup as well. Is there a sense that there that there is a part of destiny still to be fulfilled for this generation of the Matildas? Of course, I feel like it would be a missed opportunity if we don't. I think with this generation, you can call it the golden generation of Matildas, and if if we don't, if we're not successful in that in that means, you know, cause I think if you look at the grand scheme of, of the world cup, I would still call us extremely successful. Although we didn't attain the goal that we wanted to in that we still attained some pretty impressive goals. We got to the highest we've ever been. The attendance was incredible. And I think the love and the passion for the Matildas grew immensely. And I think with that, we inspired the whole entire nation. And for me, that's successful, but in terms not winning medals, um, is something that we're really, really, really passionate about. And obviously it's not something that we speak about often because we need to be doing all the right things to be able to put ourselves in that position. But I definitely think it will be a missed opportunity if we if we don't attain a medal while we have this golden generation. Yeah, it's a really good point, um, Chloe. And look, just to take a lighter side of things, because we see so much as sports people, but... Obviously, you're humans first and foremost, and really looking forward to watching Australian Story on Monday night. Um, I'm not sh- sure whether you're, you're aware of this, but Katrina Gorry is going to be the feature of Australian Story, your teammate that we all know as, as Minnie. I'm going to play a little <laughs> pick from the program in a moment, but when, when, you, when you think of, of Minnie, what do you think? Oh, I mean, she's the strongest person I know. For someone to, to leave the game and come back and find a next level of passion and desire after she's given birth to a child who's so beautiful, I think is a testament to her character, her coming back even stronger. It's given her something more in this game um, than ever before. And I think she's better than she was before she had her baby. And I think for me that just gives so much hope to the next generation of you being able to be a mother and still be a professional athlete and do it so well. And she makes it look so effortless. So this Australian story, I think, is going to be incredible because she is an incredible person. Yeah, it's it's going to be airing as usual on on Monday night. Here's Minnie's nan, Linda, giving us uh, a little bit of a taste of what we're going to see in that show. After we lost in the World Cup, Harper and I were the first one in the meal room and Tony was the second one. So, you know, you can imagine what Tony was feeling. And Harper grabbed his hand and took him into the area where he could pl- she could play with him and, you know, 
he had no choice but to go and it just sort of shows you what what children and family can do to change you know how everyone's feeling so that's Minnie Snan uh, speaking about Harper. When when you're in a dressing room and the dynamic changes because someone you love has a new person in their life, what's it like? Look, the value that Harper's brought to the Matildas uh, can't be expressed. I think the thing that she's brought to the team has been unbelievable and none of us would have expected how much joy she would have brought to this. And I think, you know, in those hardest times, just like Minnie's nan said, it's it's like it's hard to be upset when you have such a beaming, beautiful light, bringing so much love and devotion and, and attention to you um, as a team. And I think that brings humility to the team. And it's amazing to have her around because she's just such a great bundle of joy and she brings us back down to earth and makes us realise that there's so much more to life when we're in tough times. And, um, yeah, it's incredible to see all the girls kind of get there little motherly instincts come out and um, looking after her, she's treated like a, like a queen in the team. Um, uh, so, look, it's, it's amazing. I know you'll be overseas, so hopefully there's either some geo-blocking that doesn't get in the way, but it'll be on iView to catch up at, at some point. Anyway, Chloe, um, so you're on the brink of, of leaving and, and re-entering Matilda's camp. Job to be done, but what's the, what's the sense that you're getting inside yourself as you prepare to, to get on another Matilda's trip with a really important task at hand? Yeah, look, for me, it's about enjoying it. Again, you know, I, I've spoke about it with the A-League and just loving the game. And I think I'm in this position now where I don't have any expectations of what's going to happen. And I think hopefully that allows me to play freely and um, just being able to enjoy it like I'm a kid again, being called back into the national team for the first time. So, look, I'm really excited on on the prospects of um, keeping myself in the national team and, and helping them get to the Olympics and, and hopefully beyond that. Who leads the team song? Surely you've got to do it now after what you did during the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's normally the person who has the loudest voice and my, my voice is pretty loud, but uh, normally it's Lydia. So, okay. um, mm. yeah, we'll have to see. Well, it's been, I know, a, a tough journey for you, but a fantastic story for those of us following your career and, and now seeing this opportunity presented to you. Uh, good luck personally and collectively for the team over in Uzbekistan and we look forward to you getting back to um, Melbourne, hopefully in a really good position to, to nail that spot for the Olympics. Thank you. I appreciate it.